Welcome, welcome, my beloveds, to the Spirit Talk Podcast. I am your host, Michael L. Pearson. I am founder of the marriage community, Love and Matrimony, as well as Christian Counseling Ministries. I am also the author of the book, Unintentional Sins, Bridging the Gap Between the LGBT Community and the Church. So why don't you sit back, relax, and prepare yourself to be enlightened, informed, and inspired as we quiet the flesh and let our spirits talk. Welcome, everybody, to the Spirit Talk podcast. I want to take a minute to give a special shout out to my female audience for lending a consistent ear and keeping the Spirit Talk podcast trending upwards. That is definitely the direction we want to go in. So with that being said, I'm using this second season to honor women completely. The entire season is going to be dedicated and devoted to women for all manner of accomplishments, uh, trials, victories, things that women have gone through, just the spiritual power of women. And listen to me when I tell you this. There is no greater guest to have who has the full expression, the full expression of spiritual feminine Holy Ghost power than Miss Casey Sharp. Spirit Talk family, if I had to describe Miss Sharp, and I mean, I couldn't think of, I, I tried to, uh, you know, come up with uh, different ways to describe you to kind of capture what uh, I experience and uh, what I get from you. And the only thing I could come up with, honestly, was uh, Xena Warrior Princess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But but filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, that was the only thing that I honestly come up with because you are like a warrior. I mean, you are so uh, so just so driven uh, with the with the Holy Spirit and 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 just the things that you say and the things that you do and how you move. Um, we are so first. Let me let, let, let me hear from you for a second here. Uh, how, how how are you? How's things going for you? I'm great. I'm so excited for this podcast. It is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And I am just praying that all of the women who are listening will be empowered to stand in who God made them to be and the power that he gave them and that the men would get on board and not be threatened by what's given us, but understand that it's complimentary to them and that when we work together, we're a force that can't be defeated. We are here to discuss a very hot button topic, um, or some would even call it taboo, women in ministry. Now, these are a couple of things that most people hear when they hear uh, in their heads. It goes off in their heads when they hear about um, women in ministry. Most of the time, what I think people get is uh, to some church bodies, they feel it is completely intolerable. To some, it's blasphemy. And to some, it's considered a violation to the very body simply because the belief is it puts a woman in a man's place. I think that's the fear. I think that is the biggest fear. Um, So let me ask you this, because I am so, so incredibly uh, interested in your perspective and in your opinion on this topic. Um, First, let me ask you this. What moved you to get into being an advocate in the you know, as a woman, an advocate for the gospel and stand in opposition to so much contention? I think that from a very early age, 
Um, I grew up, my parents being in ministry, and I knew that God had called me to do something great. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't really understand all of what that meant until much later in my life. Um, but I knew that God had called me to something great. And I knew that Jesus was an advocate for me and he's still advocating for me. And that as Christians, as believers, it's our job to advocate for those who can't advocate for themselves and advocate for those people who are oppressed for no reason, um, are oppressed (laughs) out of ignorance or hate, or, you know, there's so many reasons for oppression. Um, But I, I really feel like that's something to fight for and it's something worth fighting for. Amen. Absolutely. It absolutely is. Because now the way that I feel to a degree about that is uh, the the idea that and and I'm a really a real big advocate of this and I push this a lot. The idea that the woman before the cross is the same as the woman after the cross Mm -hmm. is probably one of the biggest illusions that is currently operating in the body of Christ. I always hear that, you know, Jesus made me a good person. Jesus made me better. Jesus didn't make me a good person. He made me free. He made me free from the bondage of my sin. He made me free from other people's opinions. He made me free to be the person that he called me to be. And he's the one who validates me. And he's the one who validates all of us as believers. And if we are depending on anyone but him to validate us, that's when we end up in counseling <laughs> with Absolutely. people like you. And, and that's when we end up on roads that we don't mean to be because we don't know who we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the absolutely. You are, you are point on with that. Um, let me, let, let, let me ask you this. Uh, this is people's team. It seems like people seem to think that, uh, when a woman comes to be an advocate of the gospel, that she is stepping out of God's order of things and she is wanting to reposition herself as head. As a woman in ministry, what exactly are you looking for? And now let me ask you this. I'm going to add this on there. And for women who are who have the same calling, because you're not the first woman that I've heard that have had that calling that has had it suppressed by the uh, misogynistic, uh, and I hate to say that, but uh, we, we're talking about the truth here, about the misogynistic approach that the gospel is handled with um, today. So um, the idea that a woman is stepping out of God's order of things and is wanting to reposition herself as a head, um, how do you pursue that and at the same time if other for the other women who may be listening, also keep them in a position, or do they even need to be in a position where they understand not to challenge authority in that way? I think that's such a misconception, and I'll be yes. honest, I did not go looking for this calling. I didn't go, mm-hmm. you know, Demon Slayer was not on my list of things I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> um, well, you know, the, the, I, I truly believe that people who are truly called to ministry don't go looking for it. So those things like women are trying to step out of order and women want to be stronger than men. and It, it just couldn't be further from the truth. I don't look for authority over people. Um, you know, God's given me authority over my children. He's given me authority in many things. Um, but I, you know, 
having authority over a group of men at church is not something that I go looking for. And I don't think most women in ministry are looking for. Um, the only authority that I take is explicitly given to me by God. I have authority over demons. I have authority over principalities. I have authority over powers. And that's who my fight is with. And I Absolutely. try to defend myself against <laughs> the other things that tend to come my way. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you, do you think it's fair to say that uh, for the most part, it's probably just uh, it's just a man's fear or his ego that's probably getting in the way? I do think so. I think strong women are intimidating. Um, I hear a lot of times that I'm intimidating and I'm like, I'd give you the shirt off my back. I, I, I'm really a nice right. person. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, strong personalities of any kind are intimidating. And I think that's where a lot of the, the fear and the really not really understanding. Um, comes mm -hmm. from. Because see, if, if, if God, if, if the plan is for the advancement of his kingdom, mm -hmm. the primary objective of the good news is the advancement of his kingdom to usher those in. And if God has put us in a position of being empowered, yep. then our empowerment for the sake of advancing the kingdom has mm -hmm. to be equal. It can't be lesser. <laughs> the first person that Jesus spoke to after his resurrection was a woman. And he gave her Absolutely. a specific message for a specific audience. And he sent her to give that message. Now, the definition of apostle is sent one. So is Mary mm -hmm. Magdalene not an mm -hmm. apostle by her own definition? Oh, absolutely. Of course she is. That's good. Oh, absolutely. That, that, yes, that's, that is good. That is good. Very simple, straight to the point. That is good. That is awesome. Um, let me ask you this a little bit. This, 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 this question is a little bit personal because I want to, to, to hear your story. I want to feel your story. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the journey of preaching the gospel message? How has that message, how's that journey been? I'm sorry. How's that journey been, uh, for you? Have you met any resistance? What do you think has been the basis of that resistance if you have? So I grew up in a Southern Baptist pastor's home. Um, so I grew up, you know, I could sing special music, but I couldn't stand behind the podium because I wasn't male. I had to stand to the side. Um, okay. Wow. Be, being a pastor or preaching was never an option for me, um, according to um, their denomination. Um it, it just was something that I never really considered, even though I felt like it, it never really set well in my spirit. I always felt like I had something to say. I'm a teacher at mm -hmm. heart, so I always thought, but I could help you understand that better. But that just wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, I could teach children and I could teach other young women, but I, I wouldn't ever be allowed to teach in a service or anything like that. Um, so, you know, resistance has come from... Uh, something as basic as my family. Um, I still, <laughs> wow. I still get Facebook wow. <laughs> messages from friends of my parents who were like, do your parents know that you think it's okay for women to preach? And I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you ask? Wow. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> these wow. people have known me since before I was born. So I don't take offense at it, but uh, you know, it's very deeply ingrained in a lot of my family and our, our friends and extended family. Um, but I really think it comes from a misunderstanding and a misapplication of scripture. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to think that most of the people who care about me would not willfully misinterpret scripture, but I do believe that there are those out there that do. Um, Absolutely. You know, I grew up reading the John MacArthur study Bible. <laughs> no <laughs> lie. <laughs> and, you know, okay. he is, he's one of the <laughs> foremost proponents against women in ministry of any kind. Um, wow. So, you know, it's, it's something that, again, when I say that Jesus made me free, I truly mean that he made me free from things that I had learned all my life. Um, Absolutely. And that's honestly where most of the resistance comes from. I think people just don't, they just don't truly understand. They're not free themselves. And so they don't understand the freedom of others at times. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I hope they have a light bulb moment. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, that is great. That's great. Um, Where do you think now um, we have this entire booklet of human history of, uh, for the, of the Hebrew people mm-hmm. from Genesis to revelations, a lot of information in there, a lot of different books, mm-hmm. one author, but we can, if we break it down, we can go into several different authors, but I say the Holy spirit is the author. So one, author. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, where do you think this suppression of women in ministry comes from? And do you think, because this is this is what I think, and this is what I and you tell me if you agree with this or not, uh, Miss Hardy. I mean, uh, Miss Miss Casey. Um, I believe it comes from two scriptures that people hold on to the most to validate keeping a woman from behind the pulpit, and that is First uh, Corinthians fourteen thirty four mm-hmm. and First Timothy two twelve. Mm-hmm. What is your position on those verses? I can't tell you the number of times I've been beaten over the head with these verses. Absolutely. <laughs> and listen, when you study the context of these verses, they're absolutely on point. The culture mm-hmm. of that day mm-hmm. was very different than it is from today. And right. it, this came from women who would yell across the church at their husband to clarify what the pastor was saying. Absolutely. And so Paul was like, look, y'all got to shut up. Y'all are disrupting <laughs> the surface. You got to be quiet. He wasn't wrong to say that. They needed to right, be quiet. Right. <laughs> um, right. But we also have to remember that our Bibles are translations. Um, uh-huh. Sometimes the context is lost. Sometimes the meaning is lost. Paul was actually instructing women to be reasonable, to behave in a peaceful way. Um, the Greek word that is used here means to assume a stance of independent authority to give orders Absolutely. to dictate to. As a married mm-hmm. woman, I don't have independent authority. None of us have independent authority, married or not. Our authority comes from God. Um, but, you know, the, the word there actually means self-control. So mm-hmm. what seems like a very controversial statement, and, I, you know, I can't literally, this is what men send me all the time. Let, the, let women be silent in church. Women are to be silent in church. But, it, you know, it seems very controversial, but it's actually wise instruction from Paul. Yes, it, absolutely. 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 I agree with that 100%. Um, the idea that, uh, and what you just said is simply what, uh, is simply just keeping the scripture in its context. Right. Not to pull it forward into today's times with and with everything that's going on in today's world, and also jumping 
a thousand or so years of uh, church establishment Mm -hmm. that was not established based on the principles, teachings, and I'm going to say it, the Holy Spirit that Christ sent. That's right. And I know a lot of people may not like that, but I'm I'm saying it based on my study and based on my understanding. So people are taking those two scriptures out of an entire book. And there's so many other examples Mm -hmm. contrary to those two scriptures. But for some reason, people hold on to those two to validate the idea that a woman should not be behind a pulpit or that a woman should not lead and be a direct lead in Mm -hmm. ministry. But I'll tell you what, I'll go on record and say this, that as far as after Christ's ascension into heaven and up into 2020, Mm -hmm. if it was not for women, Mm -hmm. I honestly believe this world would have been concluded many, many years ago. The spirit of God works through women in so many tremendous ways, even today, even mm-hmm. in this culture, even with schooling, even with single parenting. I mean, I could, the list could go on and on well, and on. People think that our culture changes the message of the gospel, and it doesn't. Absolutely the message not. of the gospel is still the same. And the gospel is for single moms and married dads. It's for everybody. Absolutely. And Satan has used these verses and taking them out of context and twisting their message to beat up women to try to keep us silent for one reason. Satan wants the number of evangelists to be cut in half. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's an excellent way of putting it. I mean, that is a really excellent way of putting it. Wow, I agree with that. That's that's good. That is tremendous. Um, now, here, here, this is something I think is pretty crucial. Kind of piggybacks off of what, we, what, what we're talking about right now. Um, if men are silent, and we there's a lot of that today, where men are silent. Right now, if men are silent, do you think it's too aggressive or a matter of misplaced authority for a woman to take the lead in areas where strength is needed, but a man is silent? You know that that really has made me think a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I, I really felt Holy Spirit very distinctly say you are never aggressive or misplaced if you're doing what I've led you to do. Absolutely. And my call call is not based on a lack of, of a man to do what God called me to do. I'm called Mm -hmm. because he qualified me. He called me and he chose me and I'm the only one who can do what he called me to do. And that's true for men and women. And, you know, there are times when if I say, you know what, God, that's too hard and I'm not going to do it. He will call someone else in my place to do it. Absolutely. But that doesn't make them aggressive or out of order or trying to take my authority. It just means God, God called them to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think now, hopefully, hopefully, you know, this will fall into the presence or come into the presence of some men or pastors, uh, men of, who are ordained can also get this message and hear this message and pick up on exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. If the job is not being done, then it will be appointed Mm -hmm. to who's available. Yeah. Because we all meet the gap. We all meet the criteria. Yeah. We all meet the criteria. So whereas a man may not be effective, because this is my thinking, always having my thinking, Whereas a man, a man or men may not be effective, 
I have absolutely no problem with a woman stepping in to that void mm-hmm. and filling it with the presence of the Holy Spirit that she brings. Yeah. There should be no problem with that. Yeah. I mean, the, the rocks will cry out if we don't. So absolutely. If, if you're not doing, and look, I've told God no before. I've said, no, I can't do that. It's too hard. I wouldn't recommend it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done that. And, and God has raised <laughs> someone else. He said it to Esther. You know, you were created for such a time as this. You have been raised up to do what God has called you to do. And that's what he does with all of us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how tragic, how tragic would it be for a woman to have that in her heart mm-hmm. and have it squashed because right. simply because of her gender? Oh my God, that would be, mm-hmm. that is a tremendous misfortune. Yeah. Um, is, now, this is what people will say. Uh, you know, Jesus to- chose, because I've heard this before, I'm pretty sure you have to. <laughs> Jesus chose 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. They were all men. Mm-hmm. So also, based on that, they feel that women should not have a position to uh, should not be able to be in a position of discipleship. And you just gave a very good definition mm-hmm. uh, on the Greek of discipleship and how it plays mm-hmm. um, into this. So the first. So with that being said, they'll want they'll they won't want your opinion because I've heard people say, "Ah, we don't mm-hmm. want your opinion." What does our Bible say? What does the Bible say? So let me ask you this. Give them biblical evidence of that Mm -hmm. being the case where women exclusively led the way in in, in serving the spreading of the gospel message. You know, when you really dig into it, there are so many examples that people don't even really think. Because, you know, we know that Miriam... um, was Moses' sister, but do do we know that she was a prophet? Do we know that she disobeyed mm-hmm. God and made fun of her brother and got leprosy for it? Most of us don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the woman at the well, she didn't hang out with the women of the town. They didn't want anything to do with her. When she met Jesus at the well and drank of the living water, she went back and told the right. men of the town, and the entire town were, was saved. You know, Deborah was right. a judge. My favorite story, though, is in Second Kings about a prophetess named Huldah, and she was a prophetess under King Josiah. And we know one thing about her. She preached to the highest civic and religious leaders of her country. The high mm-hmm. priest literally consulted her. The high priest was a man because women weren't allowed to be the high priest. Absolutely. But the Absolutely. high priest consulted her about issues of the day. Absolutely. We've already talked about Mary Magdalene. Jesus himself sent her with a message for his 12 chosen male disciples. He sent her to talk to them and say, he's risen. He's alive. What he said has happened. Mm-hmm. So if, if all of these women in the Old and the New Testament, because I Absolutely. know, I back, oh, well, that's only the New Testament. Well, all of you're these, right. Most of these came from the Old Testament. If all of these women could do that now, what has changed in 2000 years that women can't do that today? Why can't Jesus send me with a message? Why can't Jesus transform any woman's life and give her a message that can change other people's lives? That's what he does. That's who he is. Absolutely. 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 I tell you what, I I think people, they read with preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. If they read, now I'm going to go ahead and say this too. If they read, 
because a lot of people just don't read. They just get told what's in the Bible. They don't necessarily Mm -hmm. read it for themselves. But uh, women, they women, a woman, women were first at the tomb. We know that they were first at the mm-hmm. tomb. They were they were first to be told go and tell others. Mm-hmm. Now there were commissions given by Jesus Himself. Jesus says, "Go make disciples to His disciples." Mm-hmm. That was not that is gender neutral. Mm-hmm. He says, "You will be my witnesses." That is gender neutral. He said, "Take up your cross and follow me." Mm-hmm. That also would be gender mm-hmm. neutral. Now, I want to say something to people who hold on to the doctrine women not being able to preach on the basis that he chose 12 disciples. And based on those 12 not being women, that ver- that that makes it uh, fact that mm-hmm. they cannot preach. When Jesus was with his group of men, disciples, he was the teacher, the rabbi. And he told them, drink of my blood and uh, eat of my flesh. Mm-hmm. That, that startled many of them. Mm-hmm. Now, our Bible tells us that there were over, that many of his disciples at that moment mm-hmm. went away. And then Jesus talked to the 12 mm-hmm. and said, do you still choose to stay? I would assume after hearing what you just heard. And mm-hmm. they chose to stay. So. Yep. We have no uh, biblical fact other than the nature of Christ and who he was. Mm-hmm. And do we think Jesus would discriminate? I don't think he would. Mm-mm. But we have no evidence to support that the, I believe, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was either five or seven total that departed from him and went on about their way. Mm-hmm. We, we have no way of knowing if one of them may not have been a woman. We just have no way of knowing. So mm-hmm. let me now, this is something that I want to, uh, because this is dangerous. This is dangerous. And I want, <laughs> and when I say dangerous, I mean, uh, it's like the unleashing mm-hmm. of the spirit that I, that I get from you and that I sense from you and that I see. Um, let me ask you this. How did you develop such a warrior spirit what like what drives you in 2018 um i guess early spring the enemy came for my family and Mm -hmm. i was not prepared Um, okay i thought i was i grew up in church i thought i knew how to handle his attacks i thought i could recognize them with no problem um you know i knew the enemy was bad i knew he hated me. I knew that he wanted to steal, kill, and destroy, but I did not know just how diabolical he was. Um, And it got to the point that I had to say, you know what? You can take my children, but I'll still serve Jehovah. Mm -hmm. Um, You can can come for me. You can cut me up, but I'm still going to serve Jehovah. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Luckily, I walked away carrying the head of Goliath. <laughs> um, but it there came, and there it shines through. <laughs> it came at no small cost to me and my family. And mm-hmm. I made a decision that I would forever be driven by two things. Um, one is eternity, that I oh, would man. always share the hope and wow. the way to spend eternity in heaven through Jesus. And that I would daily defeat satan and his schemes 
to kill, steal, and destroy believers. And wow. by equipping believers to do the same, um, that there would be an army on this earth that would walk in victory over the enemy through the Holy Spirit. And wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I tell you what, if I was the, a demon of any kind, I would tread lightly around this Casey. Goodness. That is... Uh, that I want is, them to I mean, be relieved when I die. <laughs> I want them to be relieved <laughs> that I am no longer after them. <laughs> that, that is, but that is such a powerful uh, testimony and and declaration, man. Oh my God, that is something. You know, I've never heard uh, the pursuit of the kingdom laid out that way, and that covers everything. I mean, that is. Listen, we, you know, we grew up thinking, oh, I can just say Jesus and a demon's going to run. That right. is not true. Demons don't always manifest like the exorcist. It's not always like that. And right. there are, they are so sneaky and they are so diabolical and they have studied you all of your life and they know Absolutely. every weakness that you have. They know every desire that you have. They will send people who look like the best thing that could ever be for you. And they will be straight from the pits of hell. And if you don't have discernment and you don't have the Holy Spirit, you will never recognize it and they will kill you. And I don't mean they'll kill your spirit or, oh, they're they will hurt your feelings. No, they will take you. Out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 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 Now, how how do you how do you contain such a warrior spirit and mentality? And also. Because I know a lot of women will, 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 will a lot of women will have issues with this. Because mm -hmm. speaking in the manner that you speak, mm -hmm. okay, um, you are Holy Ghost field, but not only you Holy Ghost field. Like I said, you are a warrior. I don't feel yeah. um, out of place or out of line by saying that mm -hmm. you are a savage when it comes to being a advocate of the Holy Spirit in Absolutely. opposition to the devil and Absolutely. you are a beast when it comes to those <laughs> things. So I I really don't I really don't feel uh you know that I'm saying anything uh in violation to you or any in any way that's not at you. all it's more than an, an, an acknowledgement of the spirit in you. So let me ask you this and I like I said a lot of men will want to know this. How does that fit in with mommy and wife? How do you fit that in? You know, some days it's not easy. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I, I try to live very transparently. And I, you know, uh, sometimes I have to remember my family's not the demons. <laughs> that <Absolutely. laughs> that I, I, I need to work on that fruit of the spirit of gentleness and kindness. <laughs> Um, you know, luckily, God bless my husband. <laughs> he has right. a lot to handle with me in his life, but um, God has gifted us in such a complimentary way that mm -hmm. he 100% gets it. And you know, he can say, Hey, uh, you need to chill, <laughs> like it's okay, right? Okay, okay, <laughs> um, but you know, but my kids understand, <laughs> you know, especially my little one, like I, I fight for them. And I, I fight for other people who don't know how to fight yet. And, right. you mm -hmm. know, my kiddos are warriors, too, in, in different ways. But they are just as much um, warriors as I am. And, you know, I always say the devil really overplayed his hand with what he pulled with our family. Because now we know him. We recognize right. his demons. And we just call him out. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, it is a fine balance. And, you, you know you can't fight for the kingdom and, and fight against the powers of darkness and not 
understand that the greatest weapons that we have are the fruits of the spirit and, you know, treating people the way that Jesus would treat them. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's God's goodness that draws us to him in the first place. And it's his goodness through us that draws other people to us to see what's so different about them. You know, what right. they, they see our light, the, the good and the bad see our light and are attracted to us. And so it is a fine line and you do have to be careful. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes oh. I go after things with a fire hose that a water hose would be fine. Um, right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a fine line, but it can be done. <laughs> oh, i tell you what, I love your, uh, I love your, uh, your, 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 uh, your, your little add-ins there. Those are, those are just perfect. They create such a, such a spiritual visual. Uh, I love that. Um, let me say, is, is there a line? Do you think there is a line in ministry that a woman should not cross? Absolutely. If Holy Spirit didn't call you to do it, don't do it. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you, do you think there's a line in connection with... Well, I guess you answered that. Because I'm saying if there's a line in connection with men Mm -hmm. in ministry that a woman should not cross. You know, there are still... um, There is still an etiquette to ministry. Um, Absolutely. There are still protocols. Um, would mm-hmm. I ever rebuke a man? Probably not. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my husband and I would probably go together if that was a situation that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't meet with men privately. Um, ever. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That's something, you know, my husband and I do together. And that's just to protect me and to protect them. Um, you know, yeah, there are still protocols, there are still rules. You still have to have manners. Um, and as long as you follow the, you know, God is a God of order. Um, above all else, he's a God. There you of go. Order. And there you go. He, just because you have the Holy Spirit doesn't mean the rules go out the window. Absolutely. Um, freedom. Absolutely. Mean freedom from rules. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you still have to use your manners and, and be a decent person. And, you know, Holy Spirit is never going to tell you to do something that would cause you to be out of order. So, again, that's where your discernment comes in. That's where you have to know his voice. And that keeps you safe. Absolutely. Yeah, that uh, that's key. That is absolutely key. Because, like, as you said, I absolutely, absolutely love that. That if you haven't been called to it, then don't do it. And if you have, go. You better do so it. That, yeah, that's, that, is, uh, that is pretty straightforward and, and, and directly uh, to the point. Now, in the process of kingdom building, and I know kingdom building is the uh, discipleship. Mm-hmm. I know that it is in, uh, I, I, see, my role that I believe that I play, mm-hmm. and I not believe that I know that I play because of the work done, is in healing. My vision is, as people go into the kingdom, I want them to go in healed, whole, yes. and yes. healthy. So that is mm-hmm. the pursuit of my work in relation to uh, the Holy Spirit. I mean, I'm in relation to kingdom building. So let mm-hmm. me ask you, do you think that the work that could be done for kingdom building, not mm-hmm. just in relation to uh, the advancement of the gospel or, mm-hmm. or, or the telling of the good news, but in kingdom building, mm-hmm. do you think that there's a gender line there or no? I don't know that there's necessarily a gender line. I do think that there are some things that women are uniquely suited for. Um, Absolutely. I think the same for men. Um, I think women are are builders. We're encouragers. We're developers. We're helpers. We love hospitality. 
we're also seers. We're also feelers. Um, uh, you know, the Bible says mm-hmm. your sons and daughters will prophesy. So we, <laughs> we prophesy as well. Um, uh, the list goes on and on. Um, we have so much work to be done. And, and there's yes. so, uh, from as basic as sharing the gospel to, uh, you know, what, what I do a lot of in the deliverance ministry and, you know, deliverance is not just casting out a demon and sending somebody on their way. No, you get rid of those demons and then you teach them how to stay free. You, you right, know, that's when right. you get them in counseling with trusted counselors and you start their discipleship process. And there's so, so many things that need to be done. And women are definitely a vital part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the whole point of this. Uh, that's the whole point of this podcast and this topic and why I wanted to have you on. Because if there's a reason to, to, to point to for stagnation in the body of Christ, and I, if, if I'm going to be honest, I have to say, I feel that there is some stagnation in the growth Absolutely. Um, of the body. So if there's one area where I think I see it a lot, it's in the fact that women have been shackled and handcuffed, and it's been going on for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. It's time to stop it. It's yep. time to take those shackles off. It's time to give women who are, now let me say this for the record too. Women who are, and, I, and this is going to be a little gender specific. Women who are so naturally created to be in sync with the entire planet. Mm-hmm. They have an intuitive spirit. Mm -hmm. Women know things purely based on, I'm going to say feeling, but if I'm going to say feeling, then I have to attach it to the uh, indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I believe, speaks more to a woman on a certain level about things that may be harmful to her, her Mm -hmm. children, her situation, her her Mm -hmm. future. So in that regard, I kind of put... Uh, just a little dull perforated line between, between right. the genders. It's easily ripped. <laughs> but I have to give women at least that because of their, 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 you know, just because of their magnificence and the way that God made them and the mental uh, uh, loads and, and that they're able to carry, but they're able to endure their ability to multitask. Mm-hmm. So it's just so much of uh, of that mm-hmm. where I do kind of put a small little line between the gender roles. Um, yeah. Now, women, this will be- women have an enormous capacity <laughs> to love beyond wounds, beyond hurt. Yes, absolutely. You know, my husband and I talk about this a lot. And he says, you know, you just wow. love people. You just wow. But those people weren't good to you. But I love them. I can't help it. <laughs> wow. And, and that is one thing about women that you can treat women pretty badly and they're still going to love you. You know what? You know what, uh, Ms. Sharp? I have never, ever thought of that in that way. Never. That is such, that is such an enlightening moment. That what you just said right there, mm-hmm. uh, their ability to love and forgive yep. unconditionally. Wow. My yep. goodness. That is the manifestation of the of, of the spirit of Christ, if mm-hmm. nothing else. Wow. Yeah. That is deep. I've never thought of that that way. I'll tell you what I have. What I, I, I thank you for that revelation because that's <laughs> now forever. That will now be forever a point of my, uh, you know, my, my, my mental process. And 
that's the reason I wanted to do this because I knew you brought so much to the table and uh, you were giving me a treat and the listeners are definitely going to be getting a treat uh, okay. as they listen to this. I, honestly, they will. Um, now, this I think this is huge because we're going to uh, just speak to women uh, that, that may be listening. Um, what would you like to see happen for women in the church moving forward? Mm-hmm. And how can the transition of women into ministry be less challenging? How do you think that can happen? What has to happen? You know, I think it's easier than we make it and yet way harder than we make it at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see more women on the platform with men of prominence. Um, I'm tired of seeing women's conferences and that's the only place that Beth Moore gets to speak is at a women's conference. Right. Right. You know, I want right. to, I want to see women headlining conferences with prominent male ministers as well. Um, I want to see women embrace who God has called them to be. I want them to stand immovable in the power that God has given us. I want to see men of God stop beating us over the head without the context of scripture. I want to see men of God stop calling us Jezebels because we intimidate them. (laughs) The Bible is very clear about what women quote are allowed to do and are not allowed to do. Um, Jesus was very clear when, you know, when the Holy spirit spoke through Paul and Paul wrote that in Christ, we're neither male nor female. We're neither Jew nor Greek. We're neither free nor slave. We're just his children. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is wow. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is key. And uh, one more. I got one more question for you, because we're going to close out here here in a second. And I honestly, I'm telling you, I could talk for the next two hours. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, I have one more question. This is, again, is to, to help and to aid women that may be listening so that they can be empowered from this podcast and move forward in their own pursuit. Mm-hmm. Um. What advice would you give to women who may feel as though they're called in the ministry and mm-hmm. they meet heavy opposition? Mm-hmm. Some people, some women leave their church homes. Some people sure. just stop. Some women stop going to church altogether. Sure. So what advice would you give to women who may feel they have that calling, but at the same time, they are meeting heavy opposition and sometimes not even opposition, just being told a flat out no. Mm-hmm. Um, get used to hearing no. Absolutely. Um, Girls, you're going to be told no, and you're going to be told no a lot. Um, Absolutely. Put on your armor. Read Ephesians. Put on the armor of God. He has uniquely suited his armor for you so that you can be protected through the storms that are going to come your way. You got to figure out where the opposition is coming from. Sometimes it's, you know what? You go to a Southern Baptist church. Their denomination does not allow for it. So you have to do some self-evaluation. You have mm-hmm. to get with the Holy Spirit Absolutely. in your Bible and you need to figure out, is that where you're supposed to be or is God calling you somewhere else? Absolutely. And then you have to be strong enough to do it. It's not easy, but you can do it. And you, you need to find a mentor. Um, you have to choose that mentor very carefully. You don't need to be empowered because you're a woman. You need to be empowered because you are a woman who is a child of the most high Absolutely. Is uniquely gifted to do everything that he has called you to do. God never calls us to do anything without equipping us more than substantially for the call that he gives us. Absolutely. So 
you know, put on your big girl pants, <laughs> put on the armor, get used to saying no, get in your Bible, get in your Bible. Your Bible is the most empowering thing that you can read. Absolutely. Learn about who Jesus is. We're supposed to be reflections of him. Learn who he was and then Absolutely. live like him. And, Absolutely. You know, watch those in ministry who are gifted like you. If you're gifted in, in healing, watch Catherine Coleman. If you, you know, there are so many women who are out there and we have more resources today than any women ever before us. Watch Dr. Juanita Bynum. Watch these women and take from them, you know, glean from them what you can. If that's not who, you know, if they don't have anything that you need, keep looking. These women Absolutely. are out there and watch them, learn from them. You know, if you're called to deliverance, watch people who are casting out demons. If you're called to healing, watch those. Absolutely. Who if you're called to teach, watch those who teach and stay focused. The focus, you know, I mm-hmm. think a lot of times as women, you know, we can get our feelings hurt and it's, oh, they hurt my feelings because they won't let me preach or they, they think I'm not qualified to do what God called them to do. Be free from the opinions of others. Let it go. Absolutely. That's key. They didn't validate you. They didn't call you. They didn't choose you. Only God did that. And you have to learn to walk in what God has called you to do and walk with your head held high. You know, sisters, we wear crowns and you can't wear your crown if your head is is hanging down. It's going to fall off your head. Hold that head (laughs) up high. Keep your chin up and walk in. in, Don't get mad at me, man. The authority that God has given you. (laughs) Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think I have found somebody who is 10 times the advocate for women than I could ever be. And, <laughs> and, and you know what, uh, 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 Miss, Miss Gacy, that's exactly the way it should be. And I'm not saying that based on gender. I'm saying that based on you having the spirit that has come to you as a woman, you should be a flame. For Absolutely. all women. Absolutely. Yeah, that is that is key. So um, I tell you what, it has been a pleasure. I mean, just an absolute pleasure to have you here and have this conversation with you. Um, I know you've inspired more than a few women. So um, tell people, you know, tell people where you're located. Tell them about your church family or any organizations that you are involved in so that they may be able to, because I'm pretty sure they will be seeking you out to hear <laughs> a word from you, to maybe get direction from you. And if they, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting, I'm suggesting that they should, because very seldom do I come across a, uh, a disciple. I'm not going to use uh, gender, a disciple yeah. who carries the spirit in the magnitude that you do. I am completely and totally impressed and honored to have had you on my podcast. It has been a true blessing, but tell them, tell people about how they can get in contact with you, keep in touch with you and and about what you got going on. Well, I so appreciate the opportunity. Um, This is what I live for. It's my passion and any chance that someone gives me a platform to talk about. um, I'm I'm so grateful for that. Um, I am located Mm -hmm. in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, you can find me on Facebook. My, um, my name on Facebook is Casey Sharp. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for mentors. I'm looking for, um, for people who just are at the end of their rope, who uh, Satan is just tormenting. And yes. that's his job. That's what he does. And 
it's my job, my mantle and my anointing is to help set the captives free. And that's what I want to do every day of my life. And when I get to the end of my life, I, I wasn't joking when I said, I want the demons to be relieved that I'm dead. And Absolutely. I want to walk into heaven and be greeted by those that I helped set th- set free through the Holy Spirit who lived a free, victorious life because of what he's given me. Absolutely. 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 And, and on that, I say, amen. Again, I appreciate you for coming on the podcast. Uh, Ms. Casey, I can assure you with your blessing that I will have you back again because there are other topics that I would just love for us to be able to dig into and crack open and bring some light and spiritual truth to those topics. So, um, again, I enjoyed it. It was great. I know many women have been blessed today. So we'll do this again sometime. I thank everybody for listening in. I'm thanking everybody for listening in, and I'm thanking you once again, uh, Miss Casey Sharp, for sharing your, uh, you know, sharing just your wisdom, your spirit, your knowledge, your tenacity, your flame, your fire with us on the Spirit Talk podcast. So, thank you everybody for listening, and we'll be back. Keep your ears tuned. The second season, as I mentioned, is all about women. That's the focus of this next season of the Spirit Talk podcast. I'm simply dealing with women, with women, the spiritual nature of women, the power of women, the empowerment and upliftment of women. Because as we go into this new kingdom era, I'm wanting to be locked arm in arm as a body, a body of believers moving forward and advancing. So once again, thank you again, Miss Hart. I miss, I don't know why I keep saying Hart, but thank you again, Miss Casey Sharp. Uh, for blessing me today and we'll get together and do this again sometime soon. Absolutely. All right. God bless you. Thank you once again to everyone for lending us your ear here on the spirit talk podcast. I am your host, Michael L. Pearson. I am also a certified Christian counselor at Ohio Christian Counseling Ministries. You can reach, you can contact me at 513-238-2607. And hopefully after listening to this episode, we were able to quiet the flesh and let your spirits talk. Till next time. Peace.